All right, y'all, welcome to the Mad Rhythms Podcast Network. This is the Either And Podcast, and I'm your host, Brill Barry. When there's contention or controversy, most people believe the solution has to be either or. I believe the solution lies somewhere in either and. All right, y'all, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of the Either And Podcast with me, Brill Barrett. I am your host, I am the thinker, I am the either and, I don't know, I'm just trying to make up stuff as I go along to make it sound all, you know, a couple of episodes in, you want to try to sound fancy. But anyway, I think I'm thinking fancy because I'm also thinking about what I want to talk about this episode, and this is the episode that we'll just lovingly call The Slap. Yep, yep, that one, you already know what it is. So let's start with the Oscars. All right, you got Chris Rock on stage making jokes. He makes the joke about uh, G.I. Jane to Jada Pinkett Smith. And uh, what I saw, this this was my observation. He made the joke. She didn't like it to begin with. Will was laughing. Will looks at her. She gives him that side eye, like, how dare you laugh? And then all of a sudden, the cut is to Will Smith walking up on stage. And Chris Rock looks like he braces for what none of us know is about to happen. And then Will Smith cocks back and slaps Chris Rock. I didn't think it was a real thing. Like my reaction was, oh, they plan this out. I'm looking at two comedic geniuses. I'm looking at two established veteran entertainers now. Two successful black men in the industry. I just knew it was planned out. But then when Will Smith went back to his seat and was yelling, you know, keep my wife's name out your mouth. You know, there was some expletives in there that I'm not going to repeat. But he was yelling them up to the stage from the audience. And then I saw the people around, like the faces of the people in the audience and the people near were just like crazy looking like surprise like is this is this so then i then i that's when i knew it was a real thing it wasn't made up like that reaction was really what it was um so i um i don't know i i it took me a minute to really wrap and probably a lot of people too to really wrap my my head about what i saw but that was my reaction. Like, this is not real. This this can't be real. Like, I knew that it was a, a skit. And I was just waiting for the punchline. <laughs> I was waiting for something else to drop. And I waited. And then it, it didn't happen. And then, you know, all the commotion and all the people talking about it and all that stuff. All that started kicking into gear. And all that started happening in the discussions and all of that. So... I just wanted to, so yeah, my initial reaction, that's, you know, I touched on was that of surprise, that of shock, that of disbelief. I couldn't believe it was real. I couldn't believe that what I was seeing, you know, was really happening. It, it, there had to be something else to it. When Will Smith sat down, started yelling, then I knew it was real. And then I was in shock and disbelief because then I couldn't believe two professionals of, of that You know, and I say two, even though Chris Rock was on the receiving end so that a professional, I should say, Will Smith of that caliber would do something so like it just seems so crazy. So 
it seems so street like 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 what guys say they would do in a situation or if that ever happened to me i walk up and slap like that's like you know that that's like stereotypical responses and reactions to what you would say you would do if somebody disrespected your woman or you know disrespected your wife so or disrespected someone you love however you want to put that um so that's yeah, that's that's where I stood on that. And then I started then of course the public reaction started coming in. So the next day everything was on fire. Every piece of social media, any of the shows, even the political shows that I sometimes listen to and watch, um, were all talking about this. And I immediately saw the either or process being put out there. You either had to be in support of Will Smith or in support of Chris Rock. And so you know me, my mind immediately went to the either and of it all. And that's why I started like, and people were like, and, and Will Smith, you know, he protected his woman. He uh, Maybe something was wrong. He was fed up. He was tired. Uh, somebody wanted to, I don't know, someone I listened to, uh, one of the comments was, you know, he's uh he's had a lot going on. He just snapped like this wasn't even really about Chris. This was about whatever's been going on in the media through through the book release and the uh, and the red table talks and just, you know, having all your business out in the streets. Like there was a lot of people going in about what was going on with Will Smith. And so I thought that was odd because after my initial reactions to it, I start wondering what Chris Rock must be going through because that has to be you know when I was growing up it was always said that a slap was more embarrassing than being punched like being punched at least means the person fighting you deems you worthy of a balled up fist like this is you know crazy I don't know whatever you want to call it macho talk how about that but to get slapped, you know, open-handed slap, that's like, <laughs> that's disrespectful in a whole nother way on top of the fact that you've been physically assaulted. Um, so hearing the public reactions and hearing all the things people were saying, I started thinking, well, the either and is I don't have to be either or. Like, I don't have to, like... I, I, I'm I'm a fan of both of them. I respect both of them. However, I do think Will Smith was dead wrong. Just dead wrong. And whatever consequences, whatever repercussions have to happen from that situation, well, he earned those consequences and repercussions. I also thought Chris Rock to me was the real G of the situation if you know G, G short for gangster. Um, because he didn't even respond or, or he did, but not in the way some people thought, especially some people, you know, who don't think that certain people have, um, humanity or, or control, self-control or any of those things that, that have, that have been said. Um, he literally took that punch so one i mean that slap um 
And like I saw him ball up his fist and then I saw him relax. And then as Will Smith walked away, he made a joke about it. So he was able to recover enough to put himself back into his role as the host. Like I would think, you know, some people like if that would have been me, I would have. I don't know what I would have done because I think I would have been so stunned. That I probably wouldn't have done anything right away. So for him to be of of that kind of mind and of that kind of control to not to not only not retaliate or at least not retaliate at that moment in that space, but also continue <laughs> to try to save the moment as the host or well he wasn't the host but he was hosting that specific segment. Um, I thought that was that was the real G move to me because it takes so much control to not react and i don't think we talk about that enough in this society when everything is so reactive and everything is so you know how people are made to feel or made to react or you know whatever the catalyst is for that reaction so i I give so much props and respect to chris rock for being able to not immediately get sucked into the pit of retaliation because I I think that's a show of strength. I think that shows his strength. And, you know, in, in terms of the joke that he told, well, one, he's a comedian. I've heard comedians tell lots of jokes that I didn't necessarily like or think were all that tasteful. But when you understand the role of a comedian, they they tell jokes. And then some people say, well, it's different based on whether he knew uh, that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia. And I think that's a valid statement. Some people said he didn't write the joke. That the writers for the Oscars, you know, wrote the joke and then he just said them. And someone else said he was ad-libbing that part. So I don't even know the specifics of all of that. And I don't want to pretend to know. I just know that if someone else wrote it, he could have chosen not to say it or not or to say it. If he was ad-libbing, I understood the connection because I actually I like the movie G.I. Jane. Um, but I had also seen Jada Pinkett Smith do a thing about her hair falling out and be emotional about the kind of pain and, and and stress and, you know, things she was going through because of that. And so I understand why emotions were running high all around in that situation. But I just think to walk up, especially to take that long walk up to that stage, across that stage, and to do that. Like, I feel like Will Smith could have, and I think I heard Cedric the Entertainer, or no, Steve Harvey maybe alluded to this and I I think also um, I said Cedric the Entertainer but D.L. Hewley um, might have alluded to the fact that you know you wait till you catch him by himself (laughs) and you let him know how you so I I don't know I think that it was I heard uh, someone say it was performative and so he did it that way in front of everybody because it was proving some point and again I'm not I'm not in Will Smith's head But I just think that Will Smith should be held accountable, 
should have the 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 punishment or penalties or both whatever that is from the Oscars about it and should be thankful that Chris Rock did not want to press charges because that literally could have ended with him going to jail in handcuffs and on top of being the bigger man and not retaliating Chris Rock also didn't want to send Will Smith to jail immediately following that incident and I think that's something a lot of people have not really talked about or dug into in terms of the grace and mercy that Chris Rock had for the person who had just slapped him. I think Will Smith is going through some things, has been going through some things for some time. And I think that we can have, that we can want him to be held accountable for his actions, but we can also have empathy for the things that he's been going through. And the fact that like, if that was and what it seemed to be a mental break, there's still a lot of ways we don't always deal with uh, mental issues in our community, mental problems. Uh, and that might be something to really, really look into as you examine this situation. Like, um, so those those were my initial reactions and then the public reactions and then like my reactions based on the public reactions. I think I had I heard Roland Martin talking about it doesn't have to be either or it doesn't have to be a competition. And to love one, you got to hate the other. I, I really think that there's a way to wish both of those men the best possible outcomes for their situations. I know Will Smith's mom, and I'm a mama's boy, so I pay attention when moms start speaking. Will Smith's mom got on TV and talked about the shock it was to see him like that to her. And then just recently, Chris Rock's mom got on TV and was like, you know, he he slapped the whole family when he slapped my son. He slapped me. And so, you know, that was a, that was hard to hear, hard to listen to, uh, because I understood that all too well, you know, that sometimes what a mother goes through for her child and what mothers go through with their children, their sons, that added a whole new element that I hadn't even thought about. And then I heard uh, Chris Rock's brother, Tony Rock, on tour do a whole, he opened his comedy set, <laughs> but it wasn't nothing funny talking about for him the beef wasn't squashed and you know you slapped my brother and you know if that would have been me and 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 it was all about the fight that was going to happen and I understood and respected that too because I think you can't one you can do something and you cannot have a, a, a negative intent but you can't be responsible or you can't dictate how the person receives or how people receive your actions. So then when it is something that had a specific negative intent behind it, you really can't dictate how people respond to it. So I think all of those responses from family members, from the community, from the public, they were all legitimate. They were all real. They were all, I think, honest. Um, I think the only 
dishonest responses I heard was from some of that far right talk radio and hearing people say stuff like, you know, this isn't the hood and these thugs. And I'm like, wait a minute, this, this is two people who got into a situation in front of the world at this particular uh, event. And let's talk about that outcome, but people reacting like, you know, the whole black community is now sullied because of these two people fighting and they'll never ask another black man to host the Oscars. Like I was like, Oh my God, let's please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. We have to get to a point where we hold people responsible for them and everything that every person from the community does is not a reflection of the entire black community or black actors in Hollywood or black entertainers in Hollywood or anyway, any way you want to slice that. It, it's, it's Will Smith and Chris Rock and that thing. And that's what we can talk about. And I think have all the opinions in the world on, and we don't have to agree, but when you start bringing in all of that other stuff, I'm like, come on, let's stop. Let's stop. Cause now you're turning it. Now you're turning it into a political thing. Uh, just to add to whatever points you're making in that political spectrum. So, you know, that's all I'll say about that. I'll get I'll get away from that. But I think the other thing in terms of Will, I know um, uh, Tiffany Haddish said she loved it. Um, and I do believe, you know, Malcolm X said that the, the most unprotected woman is the black woman. And to this day, I, I do believe that is the case uh, from a lot of the things that my own interactions in society, a lot of things I watch and see. So I do believe that and this is the either end of it. The black woman is wholly unprotected. And we as black men have to do a much better job at protecting our women. But at the same time, I think there was a different way that Will Smith could have protected Jada. Pinkett Smith, he could have protected his wife in a in a in a, <laughs> in a much different way. Like I alluded to earlier uh, in, in in this this podcast episode, you know, he could have got him by himself, and when no cameras around and no public was around, let him have it, let him know how he felt, whatever. Um, and I think it might have been more. I don't know what. I was thinking influential, but that's not even the word I want. It may be taken more seriously. But I also believe, and I know there's this, there's this, there's a train of thought also involving this whole situation where people are saying that it's all Jada Pinkett Smith's fault. And I don't believe that. Um, I believe that Will Smith is responsible for what Will Smith did. But however... I do think that when two people love and care for one another and one person sees the other person about to pretty much throw their life away, that that person should maybe try their best to stop it. I feel like Jada, you know, she and Will were both laughing in the beginning at the joke. She quickly got over it. Will was still laughing. She gave him that look. He went to get up and go do something about it. I feel like she could have put a hand out 
on his chest, on his shoulder, and said, "Baby, not right. Don't, don't, don't do it right now." And 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 maybe even been satisfied in the fact that he was about to do it, but like he like threw his career away to defend her honor from a joke. And I think that's where it didn't have to be that serious um, or that serious at that moment. And so I do, I think she watched him basically throw it all away and was happy or happier at the end of it. And I think that was an unhealthy reaction as well. So I I think there's a lot of um, mental issues going around. And again, Will and Jada Smith, they've put they've put their stuff out there for the world to see. So it's not like we're not at all in tune with some of the struggles that they've been going through in their marriage. And I think them putting it out there is a beautiful thing in terms of other people going through stuff can look at that and, and, and understand that they're not alone and maybe say, well, let's see how they worked it out. And this is how we can work it out. Like I, I get all of that, but I also think, but then we now have an insight into you all's relationship and your marriage and the things that you've shared. And I, I just felt like she could have done something to try to stop him. But that clearly was not that mode. And she watched him throw it all away. And I think that was a interesting choice. And I'll say that. I'll say the least. I think that was an interesting choice on her part. And for me, the worst part of it all was the fact that this was the first time. The Oscars had gone without hosts for a couple of years. So this was the first time they were back with hosts. This was the first time it was three host this was the first time it was three women hosting and then two of those women were women of color so there was like all kind of historical margins being met and made at the oscars that no one talked about after the slap and i i feel like that was unfortunate it was the first time that a black man had been tapped to produce the oscars as in will packer like like john batiste won um, uh, Oscar for uh for his album, uh, Quest Love won an Oscar for Summer of Soul. Like that was some extremely celebratory moments at the Oscars, and nobody almost talked about any of those moments after this situation happened. So I just felt like that was unfortunate. And in this society, the negative is always going to overshadow the positive. And I just wish we as a society could get to a point where we're no longer allowing the negative to always overshadow the positive. But I knew when it happened, that was the only thing people were going to talk about. And I don't know if that's just my observation of society. But I clearly wanted to make sure I mentioned all the positive things, I think. That happened at the Oscars now and granted I'm not a big like Oscars fan like I I've never like broke my neck to get home and watch the Oscars like that's never been my thing but I to give credit what credit is due we recognize like I recognize the excellence 
in all those different aspects of who won Oscars to who produced to who hosted and how we represent it so well in so many forms. And so when you do look at those accomplishments of black people, of black women, of women, of, you know, of, of, of people, it all got reduced very quickly to the slap. And everybody talked about the next day, the slap heard around the world. And I just think, you know, again, I wish that wasn't the case. So then Will Smith did his apology. Well, he, he his first apology he did on stage, right? Um, in his acceptance award for Best Actor for King Richard. And he apologized to everybody but Chris. And that was the first, I thought that was a red flag. I was like, how are you going to apologize to the Oscars? Like, it's all about how they would perceive the situation. and You didn't apologize to the man that you assaulted. So I thought that was extremely a bad choice on Will Smith's part. And then later, I think that later that night or the next day, he put out the formal apology where he had then apologized to Chris Rock. And I thought, okay, but now it's like, if your initial apology is not first and foremost to the person you did the damage to, that's a problem to me and I I think by the time that apology came out it might have been you know a, too little too late but I still was at least glad that he did apologize and apologize to Chris Rock um because that literally was the least that Will Smith could do I think again the either end of it all is holding him responsible and accountable. Will Smith, that is. Doesn't make me hate him. It just makes me look differently, maybe a little differently at him. But I learned a long time ago not to idolize celebrities because they're just human beings and they're going to have flaws. And that, especially me as a tap dancer, I learned that wholeheartedly in the tap world. Wholeheartedly. And so in the tap world, there's 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 many uh, tap dancers of old that I look up to. And there's, there's some of those tap dancers, those legends, uh, even, even some of my, uh, you know, folks that are in the field with me now. I can respect you for your craft. And not hold you to some unattainable status as a person. Like you're still a human being. So if you let me down in that regard, I'm okay with that because as humans, we're all, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to have to recover from those mistakes. And a test of character is not, not making the mistake, but I think it's, it's how you react. It's how you recover from the mistake. That really is a testament to your character. Um, the Oscars did punish Will Smith. You know, they took a minute to come down. Some people were saying they should take his Oscar, and I'm like, nah. If you didn't take uh, uh, Woody Allen's Oscar, if you didn't take uh, uh, Harvey uh, Weinstein, if you didn't take their Oscars, there's another one too. You shouldn't take anybody's Oscar. You shouldn't take anybody's Oscar. So, I um, I'm glad that that wasn't put on the table. 
I'm glad that he can still be nominated. He could still win if that's the case. But 10 years, let's talk about that. So the punishment was a 10-year ban from the Oscars. I thought that was a bit extreme. And so the either end of this is I always say if there's a situation, if there's a punishment, if there's a penalty, I feel like black people are always going to get the far extremes of that penalty. I think somewhere between three to five years would have made sense to me, would have been like sensible punishment. But 10 years like that's a decade. There's people who have done far much worse and 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 get like a small amount of probation and are at home the whole time like and that's when stuff is criminal or or goes into the criminal system like because of Chris Rock this didn't even get to the criminal system but i just think the oscars went extreme and i think you know they had to prove a point because people were questioning why they didn't do anything in the beginning so I think proving that point was definitely something that they then went overboard on. Because I think 10 years is just a lot. Again, that's a decade. Um, And so, and I look at that situation and I, I, of course, I transpose it with the different things that are happening in our society and that happen with black people in the criminal justice system. And like I said, the comparison is always well, I feel like anybody who does anything wrong should have to be held accountable for that crime or that wrong thing they did, that a lot of times the jail terms and sentences and the punishments doled out to black people are often always more extreme than to other people or to non-black people. And that could be a whole nother conversation <laughs> and a whole nother podcast yeah, that's another conversation in another podcast. We'll have to get into that one day. And one day soon, maybe. Yeah, I think I don't have a lot more to say about that. I just know that that whole situation between the two of them really pushed me even more into my either and methodology, ideology of thinking about how things need to be handled. People need to be held accountable. But I think we also can have empathy. And I think those two things can exist at the same time for the same person. I think people, a lot of us have a lot going on that nobody, you know, we don't have a red table talk or, 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 or a YouTube show where you're constantly getting a look at what's going on behind closed doors. And I think we're at a time, especially in this point in the pandemic, I have to get used to saying in the pandemic because after two years, it's still not over. Maybe the worst of it is, hopefully the worst of it is, but I'm sure we all found out some things about ourselves when when our situation changed, when when everything around you changed in a heartbeat. We found out some things about ourselves. I know I did. I know I did. The pandemic literally taught me how to slow down, how to stop, how to examine, how to take time for myself. I wasn't taking any time for myself. 
before the pandemic. I was running myself ragged. I suffer from migraines. And over the years, I've learned the triggers to avoid trying to take over-the-counter medicine. So I'm really aware of, you know, if I don't get enough rest, if uh, if, uh, if I don't eat for a, a long period of time, if I don't drink enough water, like these are things that really affect a migraine for me. And I've learned, and the pandemic really taught me how to take stock of myself. So it works kind of like therapy. And then I've heard a lot of people more recently speaking on therapy and talking to someone and working through issues. And I think, you know, that's a lot of us. We have that situation. We have that possibility. And I think we should encourage each other to work and continue to work on ourselves. And I think, you know, that's Will Smith is no different. Again, if you learn to not think of celebrities as gods, but just human beings who have a specific talent and shine a specific light on a specific situation, then you'll be better off when they do something that is extremely human, like Will Smith did. So for me, I'm praying for the brother. I'm praying for the brothers, both of them. I'm praying for all three of them to find clarity in the situation, to find a way to get through it and to hopefully come out better on all ways. I know to this day, Chris Rock has still not really spoken about it. I think he did. uh, He had a concert a couple of nights later. I don't remember what city, maybe Boston. Um, And he literally just said, I'm still processing. And I think that's an honest answer. And I think sometimes before we open our mouths, we should also learn how to process. Because I think sometimes we start talking about things before we've processed them. And looking at Chris Rock, say, even a month later, I'm still processing it and and, and figuring out what I want to say and how I want to say it. I think that just, for me, that's another notch on the honorable belt that Chris Rock now carries and holds and wears in my eyes. Because I'm like, you know, you were on the receiving end of that assault. You did not press charges. You did not retaliate. First of all, let's go there. You did not retaliate on stage. When I'm sure every bone in your body was screaming, punch him back, fight him back, do something, save your ego. And he did none of that. Tried to carry on with the show, (laughs) made a joke about it, wouldn't speak on it afterwards, declined to press charges. And is still processing the situation. I don't know. I think if more people had that kind of restraint and that kind of control we'd be in a whole different kind of society so while i've heard a lot of people talking about being like will smacking the taste out of somebody's mouth to say the wrong thing i wish we had more people that would be like chris and take the time to process trauma and then maybe 
your response to that trauma doesn't create more trauma in an already extremely traumatic situation. I know I speak from my own experiences and wishing, man, that I had that kind of control, that kind of willpower, and that kind of processing acumen where I could be in a situation and be embarrassed and have my ego pretty much put on front street full blast and still be in control of my reaction, be in control of, I don't know, everything, everything that comes with that situation. I only can hope, pray, and work towards being that kind of person with that kind of control in that kind of situation. So going forward, I hope that we learned as a society. I hope that we learned what's what's really important. And I hope that we've learned collectively. (laughs) I laugh because, you know, that's probably not the situation or the case. But I hope that we've learned that there is always another way. Like I know some people in that situation would have reacted and been like, I had to I had to slap him back i had to punch him there was no other you know i my 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 manhood was called to the mat i was being tested there's always another way and chris rock showed and proved (laughs) that there is another way and again i don't know if we all have that strength i can only hope and pray for that strength and keep working towards that strength and building that strength within myself but um It's a heavy ordeal. It's a heavy ordeal. And it's one that I hope to never be in. But if I'm in one like it, that I can have the self-control to not react immediately, but to ingest it and then process it. And then maybe then Take a moment to put it back out there in a way that's beneficial. I know that's a lot. When you think about it, that's a lot. So when you look at how it happened, think about the fact that that's a lot. So to sum it up, I think that we got to have accountability when people commit crimes, when people commit heinous acts towards each other. There has to be accountability. Um, And I think in that accountability, I think I talked about this uh, in in another podcast about having uh, to be able to love someone and to show that love by calling them out for their mistakes and their errors. So I think we should wholeheartedly be able to do that. No problems. I think we've got to get real about mental health, mental health issues and how they look. Because I think they don't always look the way we think they do. The most experiences most people have with mental health is what we see in movies and on TV. But somebody having a a mental break, a psychotic break, most of us don't even have the ability to perceive what that looks like until we see it. And uh, 
so I just I, I hope the brother Will Smith gets the help that he needs. I hope that he learns to process and sit with his situation. And maybe that's what's happening now because I know it's been pretty much dead silence from Will Smith publicly since that happened. So I really think he's sitting with it and he's processing it. And to me, that's a beautiful thing. You know, whether he took a vacation (laughs) to deal with it and process it, whatever, what that looks like, just take some time away. And like I said, I'm working on myself in, in very much the same way. And one of the things I'm learning is that sometimes we have to take some time. And sometimes for me, that's just staying in the house one day. But when I have to do it now, I have to do it and I don't feel guilty about it. I, I, I think I'm pretty much blessed to be in a situation where I have a, a, a support team around me i.e. with Mad Rhythms, with the TAP Academy, with all the things that we're doing that I cannot be present and things still get handled. So I am fortunate and blessed to have that situation in the way it looks. But I've learned, man, take some time. Take some time for yourself. You know, when this pandemic first hit, it shocked me to my core. And I was depressed Because everything I knew changed in an instant. All the habits that I'd built up over the years went away. And there was nothing to do about it. So I don't know if, you know, if if a lot of people are talking about this, but the first couple of months of the pandemic, yeah, I was in a deep depression. And then I started trying to work through what those issues were and, keeping our company connected, even though it was virtual via Zoom and doing all those necessary things that it took to try to bring some sense of normalcy back into my life. But again, the resulting lesson out of that is take time for yourself. Take time to process and don't be in a hurry to always um, respond right away doesn't have to be immediate you can take your time and say you know what let me think on that i don't even have a response right now that i would like to give you so i'm going to take it home and i'm going to process it and think on it i don't think that's the answer any of us ever want to hear but that's an answer that we should maybe start giving and take your time and figure out what's what, what it means, what you need to do to process it, to change it, to work through it. This podcast was kind of born out of me processing things. I started with, uh, uh, what, what was it, uh, quarantine car talks, and I would just vent. After being in the house all week, I would make one trip a week. Uh, to my mom's house to get her groceries. And I would record the conversation in the car while I was driving. And it was just me venting about the whole week, what I was seeing in the news, what was happening in my life, what wasn't happening in my life. And it became an outlet. So the Either And podcast was born out of the necessity 
to have an outlet to talk with you all and to share with you all. And I stick by that and I'm glad that it came out. So my closing advice to you is find your outlet, find your way to process and then, excuse me, put the information or put anything out to the public. And hopefully that will lead all of us to having healthier lives, leading to a healthier society, leaning or leading to healthy, a healthy community, a healthy society, healthy world. And that's my word for the day, y'all. That's it. Peace. Okay. So in the words of the tap community and the tap dance, on the count of three, we're going to say respect the dance. Y'all ready? Say it with me. One, two, three. Respect the dance. All right, y'all. Peace out. Till the next time.